Welcome everyone to the Finding Glory podcast. I'm Natalie and I'm here with Miranda, Rachel, and today we're going to be having a really good discussion on Romans 8 and basically control and letting God have control of our lives and letting go of our troubles. So sit back, relax, enjoy. Have begun. Begun. Whoa. All right. How is everyone's day? Just really good. Just a sigh. That's all I have to say. Just, Just a sigh. sigh. Just a sigh. Actually, no. It was pretty good. I got to play some basketball. Chill outside for a long time. I was outside most of the day, except for when I was driving. Here. I just wish I was outside. But I was inside doing psychology homework, so that's how my day was. (laughs) (laughs) Sucks to be in psych. (laughs) I say that as I am also in psych. (laughs) And I say that as well because I also am in psych. Let's go. Let's get psyched. Let's get psyched about psychology. Oh, those puns, eh? Yes, all the puns. Other than that, my day was pretty good. I got my homework done somewhat. I slept a little bit more. And, uh, Watched a lot of TV today, so it was really good. Oh, my day was good. My day was really good. I got to be an actor. Oh, yeah. You got um, to be an actor. And it was a fun time. An actual actor. And that was exciting. That was perfect. It was perfect because I was I was with one of the best producers slash directors slash camera, camera woman slash... Uh, slash editor slash everything and she <laughs> it, it, it was it was uh it was really good it was really good yes really high quality production high, high quality today. like oh it was you it was okay me. i was like who are you talking about <laughs> yes yeah, that was me and there was clones too so there were really, clones so it was there really, were, yeah. it was just very impressive and beautiful like multiple hymns yes. <laughs> yes. oh my goodness that, that sounds like too much to handle that's too much, <laughs> too much. <laughs> wow Surprisingly, oh. the other clone of me is very quiet, so... I don't believe that. I'm pretty sure the other clone of you kills you or something. Like, something bad happens after it comes. I, I know. just don't know what. Oh, you see, that's the thing. <laughs> me, of too much of me, just means that... Me... Actually, never mind. I was trying to make a deep quote. <laughs> <There's> <laughs> no I was like, okay, never mind. <laughs> I was like, okay, we tried. We tried to be one You of and those. your clone tried. <laughs> it's like, we tried. Sounds like some going on here. What did you guys talk about at church today? Right now, my church is in Ephesians, so. I love that book. That. Yeah. Ephesians, the only thing I remember about Ephesians is obey your father and the Lord. Children, obey your father, and then something, Ephesians 6, for this is right. Honor your father and mother, because that was every single time in Sunday school. It was crazy. And in the verse where it says also rejoice in the Lord. And again, I say rejoice. I love, yep. I love Ephesians. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, my church, or like my parents' church, that I went, I went with them there. They were talking about like dependence and being dependent on God and not being like an independent Oh, that's good. Ooh. That's very good. It was, really it was interesting. <laughs> I mean, there were some things I didn't necessarily agree with, but that's a given. 
Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's going to be hard to agree with things. But it was definitely interesting to hear about. Yeah, the dependency and being, like, it's a very complex, like, topic to talk about because we're humans and we have this importance of being in control. Yeah, and, like, in society, it's it's more like a push to be independent. Independent, yeah. yeah. And it's like, no, it's not who I am. And, of course, where the, mo- the world is currently moving, it's calls for everyone being independent and everything. I mean, I can see yeah. being an independent person, like, in society, but then being dependent on God mm-hmm. at the yeah. same time. Yeah. It was just, like, certain points that it was, like... One of the points was, like, being competitive. And I was like, I'm a very competitive person. I don't think it has anything to do with my dependence in God. So, I don't know. Some of the things I was like... I don't know if I agree with this, but... I like, I like that you got points that you... That's yeah. kind of the beauty of, like, going to church. It allows you to see points where you agree with and things that you're just like, okay, so this is where I stand. And that was super cool. Mm. Yeah. Um, I mean, to go along with, like, the independence thing, me personally, I'm, like, a very, like, independent person. Like, I would rather be by myself and be with other people. So, I mean, kind of does hit hard, you know, to be... You know, dependent on God, but still try to be independent on my own. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't like people either. I'm so independent. I don't care if <laughs> I'm. <family. laughs> no. I mean, no, like, like most people, like they have like the night in or night out with friends, and I'm just like, I would rather take the night in any day of the week, man. Give me a night in, just chilling at home, just being mm-hmm. myself. It's like the best night, man. No, I love people. And people love me. No, that's too much, <laughs> too much boasting. But no, it's just, I feel like when it comes to independence or dependency, or it's, it's I, I am very controlling. Like, people don't notice it because I don't really show it. But I am, I am controlling. I am, this is my bad traits, like traits of, that's me that are wrong. I am manipulative and I'm controlling. So that is like horrible things about me. But still, but still. It's good and bad, but but that's why when it comes to that dependency or like in God, like kind of hard because I'm like I want to be so in control, but at the same time I want to like not. Yeah. But at our church, what did they talk about at our church? Ministry. Ministry. Reaching out to other people. Reaching out to other people. It, it was it was really interesting. We had Chi Alpha, Chi Alpha, Chi Alpha. It's a college. You. It's current. It's a college. It's like crew. But, like, it's just a college organization that's all over the United States. Also in Europe, too. Uh, it's Kai Alpha. It's from the Book of Corinthians. Something like that. But it's really, it's really good. I, they currently have a... Uh, ca- they're currently... They're currently... There's a program at UMaine. So, that was cool. Well, we had the speaker come and talked about it. So, it was, it was pretty cool. I went there last year, but I haven't went now. Yeah, but it's really fun. Yes. That's really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, at, at my church today, like, one of the first things we talked about was we talked about um, the fact, currently we're in Romans 8, and we talked about the fact that even though we may be, like, suffering in our own trials, nothing compares to, like, the glory that God has put in your life and that he has in store for you. Um, I thought that was really huge. And the fact that, like, Romans um, 8.17 says, And if the children then heirs, heirs of God, 
and joint heirs with Christ. Indeed, we suffer with him, that we may also be glorified together. And it talks about, um, and then the following verse, verse 18 says, For I consider that the suffering of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory that shall be revealed in us. My pastor talked about the fact that, like, the glory is already in us. Like, God has already given us that that glory in our life, and we just have to choose to turn to it in times of, like, trials and suffering, which was huge because, like, we automatically think, like, God, just, like, fill me with your glory, fill me with your Holy Spirit, but it's already there. We just have to seek it. Sheesh, I like that. I don't know. It kind of reminds me of this sermon that I once said, or not a sermon, but something that I once spoke about. Golly. Uh, it's... Uh, it was. <laughs> it was. It was. I was just talking about how, like, that seed of sin is in you, and how the Holy Spirit is part of you. And you mentioning it right now. I don't know. Like mentioning that whole idea of that glory being part of us. Glory is like when they talk about glory. Well, my voice is too deep. When they talk about glory, they talk about uh, the like Holy Spirit. Right? Holy Spirit is considered glory. So I mean that like, you got Christ living in you already, and. I just find it cool, right, that we got Christ living in us throughout this whole thing. And it's so cool. It's really cool. And then the suffering part. Can you guys believe that? Like, it's kind of, it kind of like stands out because we have like persecutions of Christians going on right now. And it's now comes to that point where you're like, wow, so in time of frustration, in, time, in those hard times we should face with God, which is kind of hard. I don't know. Do you guys want it hard? Because me, in times like that, well... It sounds like that I don't, I like, I want to be able to find my own way through it before finding God. And I feel like that's what is a mistake. What do you guys think? Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. I feel like I definitely first, like, try to fix everything myself. And then I eventually get to a point where I realize, oh, yep, there's nothing else I can do. Um, and that's when you have to turn back to him. But, I mean, if we just turned to him in the first place... It would save us a lot of worry and anxiety. I, I think I had a quote or something from, like, there's a quote, like, literally floating in my mind about that. Like, not a quote, but just... A verse? In the, not really a verse. I don't know if it's a verse or something, but there's just something that I heard that was really good about that. Oh, okay. You guys, let me just... Hold on. I think I might have taken notes about it, but it's so cool. The Philippians 4.19, be anxious for nothing, but... In, Supplications or prayer and thanksgiving? Oh, I'm not sure. I don't know. But Jesus wants to be. Hold on. It's. It's. I don't know. It's. It's just. It's. it's just the fact. Uh, I don't know. It's. I'm gonna look through my notes. But it's just. It, it was kind of like based on the fact that people kind of spend time, uh, like, revolving around their problems and struggles mm-hmm. while. If they would just take a step out and go into that point, which is Jesus, they would find their solution. Yeah. And it was kind of like heading to that, and I just don't know how to like put it into words, or I don't really remember it really well. But it's crazy. I feel like it's kind of hard to go to Jesus in times like that. Like it's really, really hard because we have this human nature of wanting to be in control, mm-hmm. and. Control, just control. Like, what comes up to your mind when you guys think about the word control? Like, what comes stands out like control? Because I feel like that's kind of the core to understanding exactly what is 
deep inside of you. Honestly, I feel like the need for like wanting control really just comes out of pride. Like we we want to like be able to say that oh I did this I controlled this situation and it, it feels like a very prideful thing. I agree. Yeah, I totally agree with that. We control. It just gives you that sense of like man, like I'm in power. Like this is all me. Like I'm doing this. No one else's influence on it, this is just me. Mm. I feel like that corrupts a lot of people. Because they get that sense of like, I'm in control now, and then they'll start going after the people and such, and power is then abused. And, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I definitely feel like I'll get to like a point where I'm like, if I'm in control, then I know exactly what's gonna happen, and exactly how things are gonna play out, and I can manipulate it the way that I want it to, which, isn't always a good thing. Um, it's like a constant reminder to myself that like I'm not the one in control that God is, and that I need to release all of my stuff and just give it to Him. Yeah, it's it's it would, it's hard though because like you you want to know what's gonna happen next, and you want to be the one who like controls what happens next. So it's, it's hard to like give someone else the baton. Exactly, and especially like. Like, I'm very much a person who has, like, my entire life planned out and organized, and, like, yeah, I don't actually know if, like, that's the way it's going to be, um, and that's, like, a huge control piece, like, being okay with giving that up. Yeah, and I feel like we, we think that we can try and find peace in our controlling of the situation, mm-hmm. yep. but really it just makes us more stressed, and, like, really you can only find peace by like letting that stuff go not to mention there's there's more room for error in that as well when you're in control because you may know what you want to do but what you want to do could be completely wrong like and that's just gonna like throw you off and just may not end well man yeah it's crazy i i i you know it's it's, you know it's I, i don't know like logically thinking Someone telling us that, hey, don't panic, I got you. It's it's like, okay, he got me, I should not worry about it. But we just have this instinct feeling of just like, no, or this nature that, nah, I just have to do something about it, I have to do something about it, I have to do something about it. And then when you do that, you, when you start thinking like that, you become stressed, you become angry, it's just like, no, it's not hopeless. And I don't know, I just find it really hard first, because... Myself, myself growing up, I don't know, for me, the way I grew up, I grew up, as, as a child, you know, when you're a child, you, you look to your parents for everything, mm-hmm. and I feel like that's where the importance of kind of taking Jesus, or God, taking God as your father, kind of stands out, because when you see him as your father, it makes it, make the transition of you seeing the whole idea of control even much easier, because you're like, okay, I guess if he's my father, then maybe... I can put my let my guards down and be more open to him because I think the base of this is you let go of all those things that you stand as yourself and you let God because letting Christ letting uh, accepting Christ you're like Christ accept you in my life is meaning it means that you have accepted that you on your own cannot do it and you need assistance mm-hmm. and then that's where like Jesus comes in and says hey dude let me help you but now what do we do? Well, dude, I'm good. I got this. 
Yeah. 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 I mean, we call it self-confidence. Like, yeah, you'll see self-confidence, but these some things that we just cannot handle on our own. These literally some things that we just cannot handle. And it's crazy. Like, especially like in the Middle East, those people that are getting persecuted. Do you think they can like oh just find a way to escape on their own when they're held at gun gunpoint? It's just decision is like letting God say, Okay, God, I'm just gonna give up on this understanding and I want you to at least help me out through this because I don't know what to do. Yeah. Romans um five, three through four, which Miranda loves that verse, but it says, um, and not only knowing that um, but we also glory in tribulations, knowing that tribulation produces perseverance, and perseverance, character, and character hope. Um, we talk about that verse quite a bit, and the fact that, so another definition, the definition of hope is trusting, being able to trust in something. And so in this verse, it's talking about how we need to be able to trust God in our tribulations, and it will produce hope, which is trust in Him. That through our tribulations, we're going to build perseverance, we're going to build character, and we're going to build trust in God. But if we were never put in those tribulations or in those trials or in that suffering, then we would never get to the level of faith that we are at now, which I think is huge. Yeah, I was also going to say something about that. Um, he doesn't give us anything that we, he doesn't think we can handle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's on point. And he doesn't give us anything that he's not going to be there with us throughout like it goes back to the whole fighting our battles thing yeah you know even though we see it as something man i don't think i can do this god's like you got this man. like can i give you that like that reassurance that like mm-hmm. you got this yeah he'll equip you with the tools and the strength that you need at that time mm-hmm. in order to get through whatever he has and the people for too. you the right people yeah it's well. mm-hmm. crazy uh, I, uh, I, what, what, like, what, have you guys seen, like, part, events in your life where you have, like, been, like, you've been in a position where you just don't know what you're going to do, like, you, a position where you cannot control, where you're not in control, because, I don't know, I have been in those situations and they're very uncomfortable, and it's, it's kind of cool, like, I don't know, have you guys played games when you're playing games, you know, it starts by easy, and then it levels up. Mm-hmm. It becomes harder as you go. But you become better because you're getting through levels and levels, right? And I feel like in my mind, if you're trying to bring it up like in a game, like looking at it in a game perspective, that's kind of how the relationship with Christ is, you know? As you're leveling up, you're getting closer to Him, it's going to get harder. But the more steps you're taking, the closer you become. And... Also, by noticing, like, I don't know if you, when you play the games, when you, as the more closer you get, you're, you're, you get more points. So you get more coins, like, so you can purchase things. So that means you get more blessings, right? Dude, that was cool. Sheesh. You're like, you, it's, just, it's just like a game. You're playing, you're leveling up. But as you're leveling up, it gets harder. And there's more, it gets challenging. But that's the thing is that in those challenging moments, all you do is just keep your focus. Golly, that was so cool. You keep your focus in like what you're doing. Like keep on focusing, like focusing. We focus on the game. Like seriously, like you that play basketball, play whatever game you're playing. When you get to those hard times, like hosting, you just set your focus on what you're doing. Like set your focus in the craft. I don't know if you guys play Candy Crush. Nah, Candy Crush is not a good, good example. Uh, Subway Surfer. 
Classic. I used to love that game. Yes. Do you see when it gets faster? And yeah. then there's yeah. obstacles around to stop you, right? Do you like you start? You have to now move faster. You need to have to like kind of focus in what you're doing, so you should not. Those are times that my little brother would come out like, girl, boy, just get yourself away. Because it's just like, you, I want to focus. I want to stay strong and focus in this thing, no matter what obstacles is going through me. And then as you're doing that, there's more rewards in this thing. Do you guys know what it's not that thing that, like, there's, there's a thing on subways over that, like, it's like a thing, it just jumps you all around, you get to this place yes. where you go through, like, coins and coins. Yeah. It's like going, like, then God will, like, take you out from there and bring you in a moment of blessings and then after that you go down it gets faster mm-hmm. <laughs> it gets scarier <laughs> but you just keep on focusing you know agile fingers mm-hmm. yeah, it's just like okay uh, I mean I would say to go along with that uh, also taking time off from it like maybe also taking a step back and rethinking it because I know for me because I'm a gamer uh, whenever I am stuck on something I will take a minute off and I'll be like, all right, let me just give it like a day. Take a day, think about it for a little bit, and be like, all right, cool, so I'm going to attack it. Go through there, attack it like that, boom, it's done. How does this connect to his metaphor, though? But, you see, it's... it's well, when you go through obstacles, like, you may want to take a step back from that and be like, okay, how can I... I have another way that I can attack this. I'm about that it. Um, yeah, that too. And you just kind of... <laughs> I got you. <laughs> you, see, you see Romans tw- Romans Romans 28, right? All things work together for those who love God, for those who are in Christ Jesus, for those who are called according to the per- to His purpose. I literally just know you're my head. I'm so cool. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, but still... Yeah, like, we all see behind the scenes. It's exposing me like that. But still, like, like it's, it's crazy, you know? Like, meaning, if you're playing, like, while you're, you're like, even though you're, you're in those troubles, those trials and trials, all things will work together. And that's kind of weird. And yeah. Cool. It's, Exactly. That verse doesn't mean that like all things are good. It means that all things will work together for the good. Meaning that God's gonna teach you something. Okay, He's gonna grow your strength. He's gonna He's gonna strengthen your faith. He's gonna strengthen your trust. Whatever it is, um, He's gonna use whether that's a tribulation or a trial or a temptation or whatever it is to either disciple someone else or to strengthen your own faith in Him. And you may not see the products of it now, but when you go look back mm-hmm. on it in the future, you'll be like, oh, that's why this happened. This is exactly why that happened. There was, a, there was a purpose to it. There was a point to it. Yeah. In Matthew, it talks about how, like, Jesus is preaching to his disciples, and he tells them how, like, you may not understand now um, the works, uh, which I'm telling you, but you will one day. Yes. And I think that's, like... A huge story of our life all the time like God I don't know what you're doing right now but I know you will reveal it to me eventually in his time Ooh, and then now uh, that goes back to control because if you want him to reveal yourself to reveal himself to you that means you need to like you need to be willing to give up control you need to be mm-hmm. willing to let your God down and that is so hard with society like I don't think society is making it any better because society kind of gives us that importance of us to be in control of your destiny. Go out there and shine. You got this. You, you, you. Mm-hmm. But 
if you're living life for Christ, you need to accept that, okay, Christ got me. I mean, that doesn't mean that you're going to be a missionary, you're going to do that. No. God did not call everyone to be missionaries, to be pastors. You could even be a barista. You could even be a, a teacher. Teacher. You could even be a... You, you, you could even be a videographer. You can even be a, a hairstylist or a nail stylist. A clip nailer? What do they call them? I don't know. Those people that cut nails. Manicurist. Is those manicures? Those people are just... Oh, a model, like, you know, like some of us. But you see, it's like, whatever God calls you into, He calls you so you can show people how... Like a teacher, a God, God calls you to show your students how a Christian teacher is supposed to be like in this world. Mm-hmm. If you're a hairstylist, God puts you there so you can show the world how a Jesus-loving hairstylist does that hair. You see, like if you're a barista, God shows you how a Jesus-loving barista makes that latte. Oh my God. <laughs> like, and if you are a, what do they call those people? The manicurist? God puts you there to show those people how to make them nails really good the Jesus way. Why are you pointing at me? <laughs> no, I'm just doing my nails like so this. Good. Nails are so good. I mean, okay, okay, fine. I'm gonna take back my compliment because you know why. Oh no, <laughs> I love your nails. You're, you're assigning their I'm jobs not. that can actually be their jobs. <laughs> no, I'm not like, assigning. Yeah, I mean, I'm not gonna be a barista. I love, I love, I love, I love your nails. Nice. No, but, like, that's the thing. Like, God has a purpose for our lives. and a purpose for my nails. <laughs> no, honestly, though, he has a purpose for our lives. And, like, the people that, the situations that he places you in surrounds you with a whole set of people, which goes back to what you were, you guys were talking about earlier, about how, like, called to ministry and called to, to tell people about the word and about the good news. Gospel. The gospel, gospel, which means good news. Thank you, Keith. Thank you, Keith. Sponsor us, right? Keith is our sponsor for today. That sounds good to me. No, not Christian anymore. Not Not today. We're not feeling the relationships today. (laughs) Oh, no, because you guys are engaged. (laughs) (laughs) No, this is. Alright, so for all those. We shall digress back to Jesus. Yeah, let's Thanks. digress, please. <laughs> oh my More than a conqueror. Who? Sheesh. You know that? Yeah. Means? That means that it says through Christ Jesus for more than conqueror. I think. Is it what it says? It says, um, verse 37 in chapter 8, it says, Yet yeah, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. Through him who loved us. Meaning that, you know, like whatever thing you're going through, you're more than conqueror because he, have, he loves you, right? And then that's the beautiful thing about accepting Christ is that as soon as you accept him, you take him as your child, and then he loves you, and through that, you're more than a conqueror. I mean, you will overcome it. It may not be the way you want it to, but you will overcome it. You'll come out strong at the end. And I don't know, I found that cool. Yeah, like, yeah today my pastor said something really cool, kind of about, like, your little note there that says the battle's already won. Um, he was talking about how, like, when you're saved, um, like, it's not like you're like working up all of these steps. Like you're not like going up all these stairs to try and like get to this end point. Like the battle's already won. It's more like you get in an elevator and push the button and like yeah. Yeah. That's so true. And it's exactly that. Like the battle is already won when when um 
Paul says right here, when he says that we're more than conquerors, it means that Jesus already won the battle for us. He already won the battle against death. He already, he legitimately died and then rose again. Mm-hmm. Um, he already won the battles for our sins. He took that sin um, and he died on the cross for it. So there's nothing that like he hasn't overcome before we go through it. Um, and that's also like a perspective change too, I think. Um, just a reminder that like God has already walked through this and that he's going to walk with you through this trial and through this tribulation. Yeah, it makes, like, your relationship with God more personal Mm -hmm. when you can understand that he's not, like, so, like, separate from us that, like, you know, he's, he he knows what you're going through and it kind of just makes that relationship stronger if you realize that. Mm. And I feel like it's kind of, people kind of, like, forget that or ignore that like wait like he knows what I'm going through like you tell me that Jesus knows childbirth well that's the thing is that if he puts you in this earth meaning he puts you there because he knows that you those things that are going to be hard and things but he has like a plan for you to be able to overcome whatever challenges and he knows the strength that he has put in you and I don't know I found that cool like Whenever I'm like in like those sadness or those tough moments, I'm like, okay, so I'm here because God put strength in me and he knows I'll overcome it. Because he would not put me in a situation where I cannot overcome. He would not put me in front of the devil knowing I am weak and I can overcome the devil. If he's going to put me in front of the devil, I'm going to have multiple angels helping me to fight that battle. Or I'm going to have him right there fighting it with me. So, I don't know. Like, for me, when I see this, like, this kind of, like, right now is coming into my head, like, mental health. It's a big thing because when it comes to mental health, you have, should I say, mental demons. Like, this bad ideas, bad, like, just floating in your head that is literally messing, messing up your thoughts, messing up your, just your whole well-being. And then the beauty of God is that he tells you that, in those times, I'm with you. All you just have to do is call on me. Like you said, push the button. Mm-hmm. Now, look at this beautiful art. The world around us, you know? It's like, you see, the world around us kind of like just leads us to like, oh, this and this and this. But now that when Jesus is around us, all we got to do is just push that button and have him come at the center of everything. You see, I don't, I don't know how it just came to think, but that's what I was thinking. It just, it just comes like he, he knew that, like he, as soon as he have like put you in his shield, that means you're in his shield. And people kind of forget that I can call on him. They usually skip that part, and I think that's kind of where it kind of leads into that sadness. And of course, people will say, "I called on him and he didn't show up." Well, he did. He's there. Just stick to him. Read, read the Bible when you're feeling sad read the Bible let's see what the Bible says about sadness and when you li- read it don't read it just because you're reading it meditate on it when you do meditation you take that moment of quiet to focus your thoughts focus your <laughs> everything you know you focus everything on on you and your well-being and for me when I noticed when it came to like meditating Bible verses meditating meditating the word of God I would like say okay so God 
you say that all things work together for those believing you. And I'll just think about that in my life. I'm like, so that means me I'm panicking right now shouldn't happen because you have made everything to work you have for my for my good. Mm-hmm. If it's like mental health, me thinking about my looks, the way I'm everything, I'm like, you said I am perfectly and wonderfully made. I'm gonna think about that all the time. Whenever that thought comes in, I'm like, nah, the Bible says I'm perfectly and wonderfully made. And then that's kind of where the importance of the Bible comes in because it allows you for when you're in those situations to just kind of think and say, hey, but this is what the Bible says. And now that's where having Jesus in the center because when you have called him, you let down your gods and you kind of like give, it, give, it, give in to everything he's telling you. And you have to believe it because you love him. If I love you, I believe everything you tell me. Even though you tell me, you, even, if you, even if you tell me that, oh, I have climbed a 150-foot building, I'm like, yes, that's my friend. She has done that because I believe in her. That's why we all believe that you were engaged. He's <laughs> yeah. yeah. not throwing shade at us. I'm not yeah. throwing shade over here. Yeah. No. no. But yeah. 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 <laughs> okay. For all those not knowing, this was a prank that they all played on us, like, yesterday so yeah but going back to what Baldwin was saying um it's like talking about like believing in the word and believing it over your life type of thing so we know that this verse we know that it says we know that all things work together for good for those who love God and those who are called according to his purpose now if you believe the bible and if you believe that Jesus rose from the dead and that he died for our sins and that you're saved and if you believe from Genesis to Revelations, why aren't you believing this verse over your life? She, golly. I think she said it all. all right. uh, we're done. Hon- <laughs> <laughs> no, but honestly, though, like, and, I, and it's a lot easier said than done, but if you believe that you're saved by Jesus, then how, why aren't you believing that, like, God has everything in control and that everything's going to work out according to his purpose? I was like to control. Mm. I want to be in charge. Yeah, it yeah. definitely does. It's it's. I mean, it's kind of tough, you know. As a in like a worldly perspective, the whole idea of giving up control or mm. it's hard. It's it sounds crazy. It's like it's not realistic. It's like why will I do that? Just for me to get hurt. Just for me to. This world around us is not kind enough that we can just give up control and expect someone else to do it for us. Mm-hmm. And then that's kind of where the whole pain and the whole idea of us doing it for ourselves comes in. Because we see people in the roads right now. We look at someone, homeless person, like, okay, an example of someone that try to give up control, hoping people help them, but they did not help them, and they're still in that same situation. But God here telling us that, hey, I'm calling you to, I just want you to let me in and let me help you out and of course sometimes it's not what the way you want him you want the way you it's not the way you want but it's probably the he knows what's best for you because when you give up control when your parents tell you no johnny no eating candy is because they know candies will ruin your teeth so they want what's best for you if, if you're having teeth like tooth pain and you're saying mommy i'm having tooth pain they're like so no candy for you You'll be like, but mommy, but you they'll tell you that those candies are ruining your teeth, right? So it's just like that. It's like God sees like those things that don't 
not good for us in our lives and kind of eliminates that mm-hmm. and then that's when I feel like people see that like okay but every time I call him he doesn't really do what I want well he helps you through it he helps you with an alternative that is best for you mm-hmm. and that's kind of the beauty but the thing is also remember that you will go through trials and problems and struggles that does not mean that God's not there that just means that He's gonna. He's molding you. He's shaping you into the perfect masterpiece. Cause you are his masterpiece. You're his Picasso. You're his Mona Lisa. You're his. Yeah. But who? I don't even know other artists. <laughs> You're his Voldemort. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, exactly. Like it's the whole thing of like, our plan might not be God's purpose for our life, mm-hmm. and just like remembering that. I like that. Our plan may not be God's purpose for our lives. Because it's like two different paths, essentially, I feel like. Because there's one path that's like, oh man, this is what I want. And then there's another path that could either be completely different or the same thing. That's just like, that's what God wants. And there are two different mm-hmm. ways that people. Two different paths. Jeez. I like that too. Because it's kind of like people don't really like. It's, I think, in the, like, just if you read further there, he says he laid two paths for us, you know? And then we have the option of choosing which path that we want to follow. And the path of Christ is narrow because, of course, it's kind of hard for you mm-hmm. to like just give up control. And the path of us choosing our own self, choosing this thing, which is kind of the path that leads to death and depression and everything, it's wide. Because when you choose yourself, it makes it easy for you to go through pain by yourself and then there are pe- people often say that well like like you say your God is so good then why does he not help people in those situations but those people in those situations do not want to call on God they're not calling on him if they call on God in that situation he's going to meet them where they are and he's going to take them out, out of those situations an example of this is the Israelites in the book of Judges right them people, they were crazy. They'll go through a hot thing, they give up on God. And then they're like, God, please send a Savior. And then boom, God saves the same, send a Savior. As soon as that Savior dies, they give up on God again. And do like, they go through that hardship like, we can handle it on ourselves. They give up on God, they build their own thingy, those uh, idols. And their idols don't work. They're like, God, please send a Savior. God sends them again. That is the same thing in our lives. We want to be in control, want to do all these things. And then when God sends someone who will be help happy, joyful, until things look on the other side, we go back to the same mistakes, the same lifestyles of trying to be in control. And then it kind of creates this sadness atmosphere. And I, for one, I'm not for sadness. I want to be, I want to give myself fully to God so I can live my life fully and not have to panic about, like, hey, how am I going to eat? How am I going to do this? I think the Bible talks about that. Do not worry about what you're going to eat, where you're going to choose mm-hmm. like, Because I want to I wanna get to that point. Yeah. People say, no, but that means that you'll never get wealthy. No. There's rich people that are still Christians. There's rich people that are crazy rich and they love God. Because when God chose a path for you, it's going to happen. He's going to accomplish that path for you. Like like some of us here, who knows, we might end up in the Olympics. And, you know, uh, 
<laughs> Why? And if God God chose that path for you, and that's where He's gonna lead you, even though right now you may be D nine or anything, God kind of set that path <laughs> so you, so you can get to there, and He's gonna kind of mold you into that path. And yeah, at least that's what I think. What do you guys think? Because I think like I don't know. In thirty one, He talks about God is for us. Meaning yeah. that no matter what we're going through, he's for us. Even though you choose to go jump the Bryce Canyon, <laughs> he will help you through that situation. He's going to help dead you. if you jumped into Bryce Canyon. <laughs> yeah, don't jump don't into Bryce Canyon. Do not disclaim, don't jump Well, you see, you see now, that's where also another verse in the Bible comes in. Do not test God. You see, he kind of like lays it out to you that I love you and I want the best for you, but if you put yourself in harm, it's by your own will. Cause you're the like he, God, like he tells us that he loves us, right? Mm-hmm. And he cares about us. He, and then that, and then he, where he, him saying that don't test, one of the him saying that don't test you it means that like pretty much saying that, don't just say oh Jesus save me, and then you throw yourself in the air like yeah. God give me wings. <laughs> If it was a situation like where you... No, that's Red Bull. That's Red Bull, yeah. Red Bull. Why we're Bryce Canyon, apparently. So. But no. It's like, I don't know. It's just... It's so cool how he... He chooses... He wants us to be part of him. But it's kind of hard because we all have this feeling of trying to be in control. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Oh, this is it kind of have you had 10th this song by 10th and Avenue is called Control. I don't know if you guys have heard it, it's like God, you and it, the song, you want me. Oh, yeah, I think yeah. I know a song you're talking about. Yeah, it leads it's these, it's there's a part that says it leads me down to the like and it leads me down to my knees to give you control. It's kind of like where it goes, like, how are you gonna give up control on your knees, right? And yeah. going on your knees is going to pray. Telling God, hey, God, I'm sick of controlling my own life. I'm sick of being my own person, my own, like, me just do this and this. Just to be clear, giving up your own life doesn't mean you're dropping out of school and, like, waiting for God to send some mighty storm telling you that, hey, this is what you're going to do. Giving up your own life, meaning that your day-to-day, your decisions, you're going to pass it through God. Like, okay, God, so I'm about to do this right now. What do you think? And God's going to make it possible for you to do what's best for you. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what I think. But I've been talking for so long. So someone shut me up. <laughs> <laughs> and even if you do end up like making a wrong decision, like he's going to lead you in the right direction. Like He's going to get you to the right place. Mm-hmm. So, exactly. Yeah. It definitely, and it leads into like the end of this chapter where it talks about how nothing can separate us from the love of God, and it lists all of these different things our death, our height, and our, like the fact that nothing that we could do or say or whatever is going to ever separate us from how much He loves us and how much He cares about us. That's on period. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. Uh, I think that's all we have to today. We'll yeah. be back again next week. 
next week. Next week, then. Yeah. But uh, anyways, um, thank you guys for joining us this week. And from all of us, we just hope that you guys have an amazing week. And we'll see you next week. Whew. Okay, okay. I see y'all heard that. Um, y'all heard that lot. That was some really, really deep and true things that was being thrown out there. Yes. So we'll be back again next week. Oh, so just make sure you you check your notifications and keep updated everything. Mondays, every episode will be out. So, yes, thank you very much. Thank you for listening. God bless you.